Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Jason Lipschatz, Billboard's Senior Director of Music. Hello, Jason. How are you doing? Hello, Keith. I am doing well. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, Any exciting music that you want to tell me about that you've heard recently? Ooh, exciting music. Let's get let's get to it. I'm going to have to wait for the the music to go out on. But now I have 20 minutes to decide. Let's do it. I, I love I love your just seamless segue. All right, then fine. As always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about how an album returns to number one on the Billboard 200 chart after three months away from the top slot. And over on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, how after weeks of steady turnover at number one, the number one song finally holds on for two straight weeks at number one. In addition, Keith will be discussing the recent announcement of some rule changes and category name changes by the Grammy Awards, including updates around the Best New Artist category and the decision to drop the word urban from one specific category. Also, we're going to be talking about some possible contenders for Best New Artist. But first, Keith, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you never, ever, ever miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts that is plural never forget it is plural uh first up on the billboard 200 albums chart after a 13 week hiatus from number one little baby's my turn returns to number one as the set climbs from number three back to the top slot the set earned 65,000 equivalent album units in the united states in the week ending june 11th of course, according to Nielsen Music MRC data, and that's actually up 5% compared to the previous week. Uh, last week's number one, Lady Gaga's Chromatica, falls to number two. Now, in total, it's the second week at number one for My Turn, following its debut atop the chart dated March 14th. The album then spent the next 13 straight weeks lodged in the top six positions of the chart between the charts dated March 21st and June 13th. 
Now my turn climbs back to the top thanks in part to its steady performance since its debut and because of a lack of big new albums being released on June 5th. Well, how sparse was the June 5th release schedule? Well, no albums even debut inside the top 40 of the new chart this week. Yeah, the release calendar was pretty quiet on June 5th, in part due to some albums being postponed in recognition of the Black Lives Matter protests that week, uh, which are continuing into this week, of course, as well as uh, the previous blackout Tuesday, three days earlier. Yeah, I think... um... I think uh, Machine Gun Kelly had an album that may have been coming out or slated that week and some others. So those are all being sort of moved around on the release calendar. There were still albums that came out, just a a number of kind of uh, sort of obvious big names uh, delayed their albums. Uh, That said, My Turn's 13-week wait to return to number one marks the longest gap between weeks at number one for an album since Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's A Star Is Born soundtrack took a 17-week vacation from the number one slot between its first three weeks at number one, which were back in October and November of 2018, and its fourth and final week at number one on the chart dated March 9th, 2019. Now, the album scored its fourth week at number one in the wake of the movie's showcase on the 2019 Academy Awards, where the soundtrack's Oscar-winning song, Shallow Shallow, was performed by Gaga and Cooper. It was terrible, terrible job. It was like I was at the Academy Awards right now. It was it was like you and I were looking at each other's eyes, just like Gaga and Bradley on stage. It's a magical moment. We just sat there virtually. Yep. (laughs) Next up, on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, after what seemed like an endless conga line of new number ones every week, we finally have two weeks in a row where the same song is number one, as DaBaby's Rockstar featuring Roddy Rich holds atop the list for a second week. Now it stays steady thanks to gains across the board in airplay, streams, and sales. Its second week at number one comes after five consecutive weeks of songs that each spent just one week at number one. Now that streak stands as the longest run of new weekly number ones since six songs each tallied a single week at number one on the Hot 100 back in September and November, or September through November, pardon me, of 1990. That's crazy. Uh, before Mariah Carey's Love Takes Time began a three-week run at number one. In the rest of the top five on the Hot 100, uh, there is other news, as Justin Bieber's Intentions featuring Quavo rises from number eight to number five, becoming Justin Bieber's 16th top five hit and Quavo's third. Fun fact, as Gary Trust points out in his story on Billboard.com, All three of Quavo's top fives have come alongside a song with Bieber. Uh, Quavo's other two top fives were uh, I'm the One, which was a DJ Khaled track, which was credited to DJ Khaled featuring Justin Bieber, Quavo, Chance the Rapper, and Lil Wayne. And then his other previous top five was with another Khaled track, No Brainer, featuring Bieber, Quavo, and Chance the Rapper. I always felt kind of bad for Lil Wayne about No Brainer because you have this song, I'm the One, 
DJ Khaled calls up Justin Bieber, Quavo, Chance the Rapper, and Lil Wayne. Song hits number one, right? Next summer, DJ Khaled calls up Justin Bieber, Quavo, Chance the Rapper. Doesn't call up Lil Wayne. Uh, and, you know, I mean... He wasn't available. Well, maybe he was busy. you know, I mean, it's it's like maybe Lil Wayne was like sitting by the phone. He's like, oh, my, all my friends are getting together to make another DJ Khaled song. And they didn't call me. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's talk Grammys, man. Uh, while it may seem, may seem a little early to talk Grammys right now, it is uh, mid-June after all. The eligibility for the next Grammy Awards is slated to end uh, not that far from now, August 31st, 2020. So basically the end of the summer. That's less than three months away. Basically the majority of the songs and albums that will be nominated at the next Grammy Awards have already likely been released. That's right. The next Grammy Awards are scheduled to be presented on January 31st, 2021. But as with all things in the era of COVID-19, anything can change. Yeah, and right before we were, a few hours before we were recording this, um, the Academy Awards got shifted back to April 2021, so we'll see. As of right now, uh, as reported by uh, our colleague Melinda Newman, uh, the show is still slated for that date in January, the Grammy Awards, that is, so, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, With that said, um, recently, aside from the date, the Grammys announced a few updates to their rules Uh, as well as a notable change in the name of one category. That one category, Keith, is Best Urban Contemporary Album, which will now be known as Best Progressive R&B Album. Now, there is some sensitivity around the word urban, um, and many think it's an antiquated and and insensitive word uh, when used in in conjunction with R&B or hip-hop music. And the marketing and classification of such music, I, I know that it's it's funny because uh, Billboard actually, uh, I believe our our other colleague Gail Mitchell actually wrote a story a few years ago for Billboard magazine about um, that word urban and and sort of the mixed feelings uh, the music industry has on continuing its usage. Obviously, the Recording Academy thought it would make more sense uh, to sunset that word and and create best progressive R and B album as a category. Yeah, I mean, I I was funny like when we when this came up in the news recently, um, I was I was re- reminded of Gail's story, and I think it was from two thousand eighteen. Um, so yeah, I think this is this has been uh, something that's been kind of floating around in the ether for a while. Republic Records, in fact, announced that they were not going to use the term any longer um, uh, within the company because I think they had maybe titles of entire departments that had yeah. the word urban in them. Yeah, and as it turns out, the name change of this Grammys category was actually well underway before the the recent Black Lives Matter protests began. Uh, It was in the works uh, before March 1st, apparently. And if you're wondering what this category is now defined as or honors, the Academy says, quote, This category is intended to highlight albums that include the more progressive elements of R&B and may include samples and elements of hip-hop, rap, dance, and electronic music. It may also incorporate production elements found in pop, Europop, country, rock, folk, and alternative. That's, that's a whole lot of different sounds that could be... That's, that's a whole lot of stuff thrown in there. ...included in progressive R&B. Uh, previous winners in the uh, urban contemporary category include Beyonce, The Weeknd, uh, Frank Ocean, Pharrell, uh, and last year's winner was Lizzo. So let's move on to the changes that were announced around the Best New Artist 
category, as well as some possible contenders that have been suggested by Billboard's own awards editor, Paul Grine. Now, the rules for this category are ever-fluid, as it is difficult to define what a new artist is. Uh, famously, as an aside, and we've, we've mentioned this before on the podcast, famously, back in the 1980s, Whitney Houston was rendered ineligible for Best New Artist in the year that she really broke through because there was a rule saying that if you had ever released a single uh, previous to that year, you were ineligible, and she had collaborated on, I think, a song or two that were like under the radar hits. I mean, they were kind of, they were known, but they weren't like, oh my gosh, breakthrough. And like the huge year that Whitney had, like when she really broke through, I think it was like 85 or 86, she couldn't be nominated for Best New Artist. And every year it gets continually more difficult to kind of define exactly what Best New Artist is. And even more difficult now, though, just the way sort of pop culture and um, the consuming of music works. So um, earlier this year, uh, Billie Eilish, who had released one album previous to the eligibility period for the most recent Grammy Awards, won the category of Best New Artist. Yeah, Eilish uh, was nominated alongside Lizzo, who had released so much material before uh, she was possibly not going to qualify as a new artist. Uh, she did qualify. Um, why was she not going to? Last year, the rule was that to qualify for the Best New Artist category, uh, the artist could not have released more than three albums or 30 singles slash tracks before the eligibility period. Now, this year, the Grammy screening committee uh, will simply go back to the old way of handling this category. Uh, basically, a manual review or selective determination to discern whether the artist had, quote, attained a breakthrough or prominence prior to the eligibility year, end quote. And if that artist has, then they will not be eligible for the category. So basically, if you know someone is submitted for Best New Artist this year as a possibility, and the screening committee looks and says, well, we feel they really made a splash a year ago, and then they say, all right, well, we'll not consider them eligible for this year. Still, that could be sort of wrought with possibilities in terms of what could be determined to be new. But you know, we'll see how this works out. Yeah. Um, with that said, let's talk some likely contenders uh, for Best New Artist. Uh, keep the minimum number of releases to qualify for this category is five singles or track uh, or one album. And an album, according to the Academy, comprises at least five different songs. Now, let's go through the notable names that have been put forth by our colleague, Paul Grind. We're giving a lot of colleague shout outs in this show. Shout out to Paul Grind. Um, yeah. who would know uh, the notable names. He is our awards editor. So let's go through Paul's uh, four best bets. Uh, and this is as of, you know, right now, June 15th is when uh, he finalized these picks. First, we have uh, Megan the Stallion. So uh, Paul notes in his story that under the old Grammy rules, the Raptor uh, would have been ineligible for Best New Artist. Uh, but since the rule change, it's now up to the screening committee to determine if her 20 2019 success renders her ineligible for the 2020 Grammy season and Best New Artist category. So I thought she should have been nominated last year um, because, you know, Fever, uh, her mixtape was one of my favorite releases of last year. She had multiple Hot 100 hits with uh, with her song with DaBaby, Cash It, and... and um, and Hot Girl Summer with Nicki Minaj and Ty Dolla Sign. This year has been even bigger for her with Savage 
um, hitting number one on the Hot 100 thanks to a remix featuring Beyonce. Um, obviously, if this momentum continues uh, and she's eligible or ruled eligible, uh, she could be an easy contender. Um, also, uh, I, I think that this is a shoe in Summer Walker. I totally agree with Paul. Uh, her album, Over It, uh, debuted at number two on the Billboard 200 late last year um, and has been in the top 50 of the chart ever since. I didn't know it had that sort of staying power, but uh, big new name in R&B. Uh, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people really uh, find her uh, truly promising in that world. Um, so I'm rooting for Summer Walker as well. Then, of course, Keith, Doja Cat. Come on. I mean, say so. Number one on the Hot 100. Um, you know, that's obviously going to help raise her profile. But uh, she's also had uh, multiple other Hot 100 hits. Uh, could the um, could she get it? What do you think? You think that she's... I think she's probably the, the top contender right now, just in terms of getting a nomination, at least. Yeah, tricky, though. I mean, didn't Louis Capaldi not get nominated for Best New Artist last year? Um, that's true. That's true. He got nominated for song of the year, but not best. New yeah. Album. And he, and he, and he had a really, really big number one hit and an album that was, you know, significant. And I think a lot of people thought that he would get nominated and then he didn't. So I could see how people could say, well, you've had one big hit, you know, is there more here? You know, should we nominate you? So, you know, it's tricky. It just really depends on kind of like the field and who, who else is sort of, you know, in the running and, you know, uh, maybe maybe she won't have the same thing happen to her that happened to Lewis. Well, speaking of which, another artist kind of in that vein, Tones and I, um, Australian artist breakthrough, Dance Monkey hit number four on the Hot 100. Uh, she's thrown out a, a few new tracks since then, uh, has yet to follow it up in terms of another big hit, but definitely a contender. I agree with Paul on that one. Uh, now for Paul's four options that he ranks as having a, quote, good chance. Uh, at a nomination. Uh, first, we have a pair of country singers that made inroads the past year, uh, Ingrid Andrus and Gabby Barrett. Now, Andrus's More Hearts Than Mine hit number three on the country airplay chart, and her album Ladylike debuted in the top 10 on the top country albums chart. Meanwhile, Barrett's single I Hope reached number one on the country airplay chart. So we have two uh, possible women uh, from the world of country that could maybe snag a slot in the Best New Artist category. Uh, additionally, Paul points out how Rex Orange County uh, could be a contender. The British singer-songwriter's Pony album debuted at number three on the Billboard 200 late last year. Now, though it sort of quickly left the chart, I think he did make a big impression on people. But will that impression hold through the nomination process? We shall see. Uh, also, Paul points out Conan Gray... His Kid Crow album debuted in the top five on the Billboard 200 just a few months ago, and he got praise from a former Best New Artist nominee named Taylor Swift. So that can't possibly hurt you either. No. I mean, that can only that can only help you. <laughs> I have to agree with that. Um, yeah, and and I I love that Conan Gray album. I th I think he would definitely be a strong contender in that category. Uh, all that said, so uh, there's eight slots in the Best New Artist category. There's always room for a few surprises, and one name that that Paul mentioned really sticks out to me as a as a potential contender, and that is Super M. So Super M is obviously the the super group of uh, K-pop artists who released uh, its first album last year, uh, or its first release last year, I should say, um, and hit number one on the Billboard 200 albums chart. And you know we've we've seen 
BTS perf- uh, attend the Grammy Awards before. We've seen BTS perform as part of Lil Nas X's performance earlier this year. Um, I I hope, given how resonant K-pop has become within the larger U.S. popular music sphere, um, that we finally see some real nominations in in the K-pop world. Um, you know, whether it's talking about uh, BTS getting. Uh, an album of the year nomination or a song or record of the year. I, I love the Monster X album um, that came out earlier this year. I think it's really great. Um, but in terms of we're talking about best new artist, Keith, and, and I think that including Super M um, would be really impactful. And, I, and I, I, I think it's a really interesting idea from Paul. And, you know, you look at some of these different contenders and, I, I think it's certainly time that, you know, BTS didn't get a Best New Artist nomination. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Grammys and the Recording Academy have always been a little hesitant to uh, reward boy bands or girl groups in, in terms of these uh, general categories, at least in, you know, just colloquially, I would say. Um, and I, I, I hope that's not the case for K-pop either. I, I hope that uh, an artist like Super M is is a contender. They have a number one album. They have a, a ton of fans and their music's really good. So I guess we'll see, uh, Keith. We shall see indeed. And you know, we'll also see if the Grammys actually happen in January next year. Anything is possible. <laughs> um, all right. Well, now, after all that, it is now time for the chart stat of the week. years ago, Rihanna made her Billboard chart debut as Ponda Replay arrived on a host of Billboard charts, including the Billboard Hot 100. The track debuted on a number of tallies dated June 11th, 2005, and began its Hot 100 journey at number 97 that week. The track would eventually peak at number two on the July 30th, 2005 dated Hot 100 chart. Now, the track marked Rihanna's first of over 60 Hot 100 hits thus far, with 31 of those reaching the top 10 and an amazing 14 of those hitting number one. Among all artists, Rihanna stands in third place with the most number one hits, behind only Mariah Carey with 19 and The Beatles with 12. Well, we're currently waiting for Rihanna's next album, which will be her first in more than four years. So who knows what kind of chart records she'll break with the next album. <laughs> we can only imagine. It's kind of like waiting for Drake whenever Drake drops a new album. It's like, all right, what record are you going to break now? Uh, so there you have it. 15 years ago, a future chart superstar, Rihanna, arrived on Billboard's charts with Pond Replay. reached the end of our big shoe uh jason any parting words i have a uh, a trivia question for you keith so right. i i uh talking about rihanna i recently wrote about the last 20 songs uh that were crowned song of the summer in terms of our yearly song of the summer chart i couldn't believe that rihanna only had one song that had been crowned song of the summer for for one of the last 20 years uh can you name what song that was was it Love the Way You Lie with Eminem? It was not. It was That's a good guess, but I think that came in number two in 2010 behind California Girls. Uh, was it uh, Umbrella? It was Umbrella. Uh, seven weeks at number one. 
in 2007. Um, but it, just like every Rihanna song seems like such a perfect summer song to me, uh, or at least most of them, maybe not like Take a Bow, but you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of great, uh, summertime music from Rihanna. Umbrella, her number one song in the summer. Anyway, uh, those are my parting words, Keith. Um, that's all I got. So what song are we going to go out on? What Rihanna track do you want to pick? Um, let's do Disturbia, one of my favorite Rihanna songs. Oh, wow. That's a weird one. Um, but a good choice. <laughs> I mean, not a weird one. Oh, never mind. I've already ruined it. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.